And we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Early Bird Easter edition, if you want to call it that, of Fans of Power. Uh, if you're wondering why we're doing this on Saturday night, it's because Joe doesn't plan ahead. So we're doing this on a Saturday uh, night as opposed to a Sunday night or any other night for that reason. But if you enjoy the podcast, you're probably not arguing or complaining or bitching about it regardless. So Joe, did, uh, to Joe's credit, he just wanted to make sure we gave people their, their, their regular dosage of fans of power. So I can mock Joe, but we also have to praise Joe because without him, we would not be here tonight. And without our good friend Nathan Kennedy as well. So, yes, yeah, so Nathan, definitely thank you for recording for us. And uh, and hello, T Rex. And yes, uh, tomorrow is Easter, so I'll be busy. And I know a lot of other people will be busy as well. So, we, like I said, wanted to get in an episode. But uh, first, let me just say hello to everybody in the chat room. See, we got JSP. Thank you for joining us. Chris Simpson, Jake Juggalo. Uh, and I, th- I thought, uh, okay, I might have went right past somebody. All right, JFP, Chris Simpson, Jake Juggler. Okay, for some reason, I thought I'd seen more. But uh, I see we got uh, 10 people that are at least here. But um, no, we figured we'd uh, do an episode talking about some of the recent uh, figures that were shown and some other things as well. But Tyler, why don't you start us off and at least let fans know what was shown this week in this uh, three-day stretch of figures. Oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, honey, after seeing those reveals this week. I'm quoting Joe's shirt there. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I I was absolutely astonished. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this is what what Super Seven's doing for PowerCon. So yes, if you if you're just now seeing it, but if, well, obviously you you have to have some inkling because that's how I promoted the, this episode for the recording is that we are getting Chopper slash Jitsu, which is the filmation version of Jitsu or Chopper. We're getting Spikeor from Filmation with his with his trademark kind of goofy smile and we are <laughs> after all these years god man it was unbelievable to get a two-pack of uncle montor and driel and i i just thought okay i'm sold i will buy all three i i there is no negotiation i will be buying all three of these i have to yes i seeing spike or was the first one and yes yep. he he looks exactly like the cartoon now, of course, sometimes, yeah, it is. Everybody gets worked up. Some people might jump to conclusions earlier. Like we always say, got to wait for a final product. But some people are concerned. They said, well, his trident didn't look right, or a color wasn't right, or his head. I was like, you guys did read the description underneath the figure. It said, prototype shown. Final product would probably vary. So I'm sure. See, the thing is, I sometimes there's constructive criticism, and then there's sometimes just actually freaking <laughs> out Label me as like the angry guy on this podcast. Then my instant thought is, I'm buying it. I did not sit and over overanalyze. Oh my yeah. god! Because there's it, some people that, like I said, there's a nice constructive criticism, but then there's the going bonkers. Now, of course, if there's something you don't like, you just say it. Like hell, the year when they showed filmation He-Man for the vintage style from Super Seven, and a lot of people said for some reason his face looks demonic. You know, a lot of people were saying this, whatever, and I said, hey. I said, if you just put a little white here and a white here, because it didn't have the whites in the eyes. I said, well, if it's filmation supposed to be accurate, I said, add the white in his eyes, makes him look alive. And I said it nicely. And you know what? You, when you say these things, you hopefully then more people say it, it passes on to Super 7, and they can say, oh, we might have missed that. And they added it. So this thing with Spikor, first off, his trident. I believe his trident looks exactly like the cartoon. The only thing that's different is, you know, it's, 
okay, I'm not holding the middle finger to you, to Tyler, or anybody, but, you know, there's the middle one, and then there's the ones off to the side. And the ones off to the side in the cartoon are slightly thinner, but it looks like for the figure, it's a little thicker. Well, you know what? In some degree, I hope it stays a little thicker because I always get worried with anything that's thin plastic that it might snap. So it looks just like it. And then they were freaking out over a part right here on his trident to where they said, it shouldn't be silver, it should be red or whatever the color was. I was like, again, don't scream at people and sound like, you know, you're trying to piss people off. Just say, hey, Super 7, hopefully you guys get this in the end. And I'm sure they'd get it. So that's early, but Spikor looks fantastic. He looks exactly like the cartoon. And the same can be said for Montour, Driel, and of course, Chopper slash Jitsu. But... No, it's like I said, it's always seen nicely because, you know, it's like you're never going to be able to please every fan in the world. Meaning people have been excited that we're getting, you know, filmation characters that we never had before. Now, there's two sides to that. Some people are saying, I am so excited we're getting them and they I like the less detail, you know, to where it's not super detailed like the the collector's choice ones. But some people said, no, I want the extra detail. So, like, for example, they're thinking, OK, if we got. Katrina, Hunger the Harpy, or any of the characters that might in reality have fur, they're like, well, I'd rather have the fur instead of it be smooth like Filmation. It's like, it sucks that you really can't please everybody. No matter what they show, somebody's going to want the opposite. But if well, you're somebody that gets their call, like, like what Dilemug was originally going to be in the Filmation uh, sub, he's now been moved to Collector's Choice and be given more details. Me personally, I'd like to see a dialogue with more detail, even though he looked like spitting image of filmation. I want my dialogue displayed with the rest of my horde. And, you know, I mean, it, I, I have no problem because I'm sure at some point we're going to get a filmation Cobra Con, a filmation web store, a filmation leech, Mantana, Grizzlor. I mean, we're getting filmation Merman. And I bought that filmation sub specifically so I could get Merman and Tongue Lash or Tongue Lash Jor. Whichever, whichever name you want to call him at the moment. Or Tongue or whatever. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> like, I, I've got a merman, but that's Filmation Merman. I have to have it for my Filmation shelf. So I had no problem if they want to go back and re-release Dial a Mug. And if for some reason, Katrina or Hunger the Harpy is, is released again, but with more details or more Filmation style, that's that's fine. To me, that's probably fantastic. I, I would not rule out that they would not go back and, and do it. Not that they would... I mean, this thing has got to be going extremely good constantly for the next few years for that to happen. But, um, I mean, I, I guess if you people really want – but the Filmation sub is is not as big. Who's to say we wouldn't get Katrina or Hunger the Harpy in the Collector's Choice line? You know, I no, think it's this true. I mean – very could... getting characters we've already gotten before for the most part. No, you're right. And, and even if we didn't, like, let's say we didn't get them in Collector's Choice, but they decided to do just the, you know, Club Grayskull style with less detail and having it look just like the cartoon. I mean, I just don't have a problem with it. I mean, and if we got one with more detail, that's fantastic. But I mean, there's there's the middle to where there's some people that they'll like everything, you know, no matter if it's detailed or not. But then sometimes you just it always happens. It's bound to happen. You'll get some that want more detail I or less. Like, you know. And I, I don't go and read it. I'm not going to because I, I, you know, I, I don't don't like um, reading a lot of crap on, on, on social media because when I do read, I'm like, God, some of these people are just so naive. Not saying that people who have complaints are naive. I just don't like reading a lot of negative remarks. Unless it's bashing a particular friend my hope fails, then I like seeing all the negative comments. Yeah, I wonder what that could be. Yeah. But, um, 
but for this, I'm like, I, I just, I don't, I don't want to see it. Cause I feel like it could always be addressed as like, do you guys plan on fixing the Trident or, well, will we be able to. I kind of lost Tyler for a second. I can't hear him. I'm hoping everybody else can. I can't hear him for a second. Nathan, you got Tyler? I just want to make sure I'm not sitting here talking to myself. He could be talking. I could ex absolutely be talking over him. Oh, I don't even have Nathan. I don't even know if anybody is anybody in the chat room. Can you, uh, if you can message, just let me know if you can hear or see Tyler. I just want to make sure. Sorry, I'm in while I was recording. Oh, good, good. Okay. I thought I lost my mind a second. Okay. Continue. <laughs> no, um, but uh, but I, I just felt like obviously Joe was seeing that the, the remarks are coming off, you know, like, you know, are they coming off more aggressive and hostile like normal where they're condemning Brian Flynn and they're condemning Super It's, it's happened. No, yeah, and it, it happens, unfortunately, and it has happened. I've seen it in a lot of different groups, and there's also the people that are being really positive as well. It's just what I'm saying is anytime, like I said, there's something that maybe you don't like, like I said, constructive criticism, as I always say, is good. If there's something you don't like, just say it. But when you do it in a real negative or nasty way, it's like, that really doesn't help. It's just, it just comes across as just being so harsh. It's like, yeah, let your voice be heard. And I'm sure that hopefully they can change things and there's things that they could tweak. And, you know, it's, they're open to listening to things. So, because I looked at all of them and like I said, just from what I seen right out of the gate, I was like, these look great. And you can only imagine what they can do with the extra little tweaking, listening to what fans have to say. Now, I didn't know this again it's not me knowing everything that's happening with the figures but i thought a lot of places people were saying they're not coming with many extra accessories is is there truth to this have you heard anything like you know any accessories for any of them i, I probably that's probably true and they don't need to because jitsu didn't have any weapons spike or just had his trident hand and that's it and of course montork and drill don't need anything so unless you're going to throw in filmation artifacts or something there's really nothing to be bitching about you know that's no, true i was thinking the same thing yeah it's just following the show they don't have weapons in the show you know spike or has his trident every so often but his hand is not removed so the trident in the show is something that he holds on to so other than maybe a detachable hand to show like they have the trident hand or something that's it so if people are saying Chopper needs to have a sword? No. He didn't have a sword. Yeah, they're right. He did not have a sword in the cartoon. Now, you're right. With Spike or it could make sense if he could have a removable hand to hold the trident. But Driel and Montour, they're wizards. They do magic. And they did not... I mean, they were never flying around using magic wands all the time. It's, they they do their magic. So I, I couldn't imagine. Like, you know, and plus, just having them together. I mean, hell, I mean, it's like bonus. It's two for one. You know what I mean? You're getting two of them in a two-pack. It's like, that's awesome. So yeah, I ever yeah. did. They would, they would have to come to two back. I'm, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm glad of that. I mean, I, I think that's those are the only two trolls that I, I would care to have. I don't want Yuckers. I don't want Snoop. I don't want Squanch. What? Squanch is another one. They have Squanch. Yeah. There's just a bunch of them. I'm like, you know what? They were like one, one shot characters that were forgettable one shot characters, and I, we've got the only two trolls that I'm interested in. I, at least from the traditional trials, I still want Azrog. I'm still going to be carrying a flag for him, you know, yeah. and Drone, even though he's not technically trolling, but he's in a trolling episode. Yeah, but okay. yes. I was going to say one thing. Grimbot in the chat room, which thank you for joining us. 
he brought up something I was going to mention. But I was like, I'm not going to mention it because I don't think anybody's going to say it. And then he says it. He was like, Montork and Drill could come with the pyramid, though. But yeah, you're right. I can see the pyramid. And they could come with um, Toron the Magician's. Uh, uh, oh, damn it. I forgot what it was called. And or- Orca's favorite uncle, the, the device. The tablet that looked like it was like a badge or something. I, I don't like that episode, so I'm not going to beat myself up for not remembering because I like Return of Orko's uncle better than Orko's favorite uncle. You know what's funny about that? That little tablet or whatever the thing yeah. was called? I actually made that when I did my vintage Uncle Montour a while back, and I made Gark. I actually made Gark with them. I made a two-pack of them, and I sculpted that little tablet thing. So I'm sure Grimbot would probably know it and be able to drop that in the chat room if he knows the name of it. But, yeah, I could see Montour, if anything, having that. He could have that, and then, yeah. I mean, he doesn't need it because it was, you know, it's, I don't like Toron the Magician. I'm like, why do you call him a He's a sorcerer, but it's a stinky episode. I just don't like the the, the Talon Fighters featured in it, which blew my mind as a kid. But um, And I like Montork's voice better in Return of Orko's Uncle anyway. Okay. Oh, uh, JSP, I think, is going to have to get a, a punch in the stomach for this one. He said uh, they should give Spike or a parachute like the one that he had and a bunch of others in the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, we can picture that, huh? as a joke if they really want to do it as a joke yeah that would be fine but you know i don't see them sculpting go like a fully uh release parody <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. hold on to or, or like just something to set by his feet as a gag i mean that that's cute that's fine yeah but chopper i mean i honestly i see nothing that we, unless you want to be funny and say here give him the dragon pearl i mean just for an accessory you know that would be something but um or a baby dragon like a, yeah, that'd be a lot of too late, but that would be cool. But yeah, cool. But honestly, he doesn't need anything. You know, it's. I mean, for the most part, and what few depictions of Jitsu we see, he doesn't get to use the katana sword a lot. You know, it's not featured in in his what few mini comic appearances. He's not carrying the katana sword. I know he's carrying it in the Rock Warriors, but doesn't really get to use it that much. It's just kind of there, but um. He's, he... he's having his flesh hand, right? I, I don't think it's gold. It is his flesh hand for the toy, correct? Yeah, okay. sure. Just I wanted to make sure. I want to make sure in case there was some people wondering. Oh, no, no. But I, I'm super static because I can't wait to put him in his hunch. You know, like, oh, man, it'd be so cool to put him in his hunch and just put him. I mean, God, it's going to look incredible on the shelf. I mean, to yeah, have... because yeah, I was wondering, you know, because like, you know how they did for Fang Man's figure, they did a a way they did the outfit that made him look kind of extra hunched. I mean, I wonder if, like, with the final figure for Chopper, if they will make it where he looks a little extra hunched like how he is in the cartoon. Yeah. Not that he, you know, should be. Because I, I it would bother it bothered me as a kid. That, why is he displays kind of moving a lot slower? And I thought, it's Jitsu. He's not going to move slow. But I just took it as, like, when they're showing him in the episode, like, they're just trying to make sure that, that the kid's watching gets a full clear shot of who this guy is, but I just felt like he should be standing more upright. I, I just, I would, yeah. Jitsu is such a prominent villain to me, so to see him hunched over is some kind of, you know... Uh, I it, know. I'll admit it. You know, it's weird, which we'll get to that later, but that is exactly what I thought. I kind of, when I seen him hunched in the cartoon, I thought, well, what's he doing? Because I'm used to the figure standing up and seeing the back of the card art, and, you know, he looks, you know, he's up, he's ready to fight, the martial artist, and then this, it's like, meh. But, well, hey, whatever. It, at least it'll be a cool figure. Really quick, Grimbot looked at the sheets, the model sheets, and found out that it's the Torn's uh, tablet is called 
amulet. So it's just an amulet. <laughs> so, well, there you go. At least it didn't have a special big name. <laughs> I, I, I love I love how our, our, our mystery Grimbot is so reliable with, with filmation facts and things like that. Scan's yeah. good. He's got his finger on everything. If you need to know something about filmation, I think he's going to pop it up. So we always appreciate it. Hell, that guy was, you know. I don't know. I don't know. He's. Uh, I have to see if he's gonna be doing anything coming up soon. It'd be nice. But he's um, act for filmation. So you know what? Maybe, maybe this guy's really good at doing like filmation stuff. You know. Yeah, we'll have to see what he thinks of our commentary when we try to discuss Dragon Invasion. We do that. We'll see if he thinks we're on par with our comments. But before we get to that and the other stuff, first I want to say, um, did they say uh, what was the date again that they were going to start doing the pre-orders for these figures and the ending date? I thought you. Uh, I didn't know if you might know that. Seventh, I think, is the pre-order start, and then at the beginning of May, I think. I don't have the exact, I think it's April 7th, starts on April 7th and then goes into like the beginning of May, like the first week of May, I think. Okay. I think, I, I don't, because I, I don't have it out with me and I didn't think to write it down or, or memorize that, but I was, I went back and looked at it a few times to make sure I would, I, that I, I, I will try to make, make sure that I had money for that. So I was, okay, I got at this point just over a month to make sure I've got the funds to pay for, and I know it's cheaper if you do buy all three as opposed to buying individually you say fifteen dollars don't you? i think you say 15 it, bucks with the final prices with tax and everything like that but it's 135 for all three as opposed to 50 dollars a piece for all three individually right, right. that's what i aim to do because i gotta have all three of these i gotta have chopper i've gotta have drill and montwork and i gotta have spike or so perfect this perfect. is something i feel like um i know last year with the power cons close i think people were kind of like not sure what to think. I we thought it looked cool. They do look. They look fantastic. But I almost felt like with this one too, it's it's a it's. I think it was a really good idea to make all three figures like very prominent, well known variants. I mean, these are variants that I, everybody's familiar with. It's not like it was asking people to buy the guy that was in the background of of you know Hordax mini comic that you know that guy and, and that, that one shot you know just yeah because that's been as I'm sure you've seen and I've seen I mean that was the other thing that a lot of people have been a little concerned about they were like you know oh my god these are convention exclusives you know like they were figuring it might have been just quick repaints or a reuse of parts so there's some that are on the fence mad about that but then some are just so excited saying you know what I'm going to get them yeah. either way you know I find that hard to argue though because you know people like having reasons to buy new figures well these are, I think, variant but legitimate variants. You know, it's not like we're being asked to buy, you know, uh, another Snake Man at Arms. You know, in, in that context, where it's like, dude, this is a lame ass idea and a lame ass figure, and you're making this an exclusive. You know. Well, I also the other reason, like you said, I, I know before there was always concerns when there was like exclusives, like let's say at San Diego Comic Con, because if you couldn't go to San Diego Comic Con you weren't getting that figure or you're going to have to pay real high prices. So with these, as long as you pre-order, you're getting them. So it's just like if you're going to do it through the subscription, but you're doing it through this convention. So it's like you can get them. You're not going to have trouble not getting them. They'll, they're doing it made to order. So if you order, you got them. Yeah. And I, I think it's good too, because, you know, I mean, I think at this point too, you know, unless, you know, you know, obviously, the the negative seems to always outweigh the positive. That people are always going to remember all the people bitching and playing about. Why didn't we get hunger this year, man? I'm I'm going to you know throw myself out of my window if Super Seven doesn't get with it and give me this character. You know, I'm 
I think we've reached that point now. Everything is just gravy now. You know, we're lucky to still get. And I'm not being that that cliche, you know, polypractical that Joe likes to be all the time. I just had to break like Joe off. Joe Thanks, I like that. <laughs> but I, I, when I see in, in arguments on social media over stuff that I clearly disagree with, and you've got people coming in as if, like, they're, they're being Miss Lovejoy and not saying necessarily saying think of the children. They're just coming in and just wanting to just – uh, no, you, you you shouldn't knock this just because you, you just shouldn't is like, okay, look, people, we're all entitled to you know, I don't like what we're given here. You're in, you you have every right to feel that way, and you had, you know to have a legitimate right. Sure, of course, you know it seems silly for someone just to come out and say, come on, guys, don't be knocking it now, and 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 not have a reason behind. It. Just say, just just you should just just give it a chance, guy. You know, I, 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 I'm not one of those guys who's just going to come out and just defend it. No, no, no. I think this is a legitimate good idea because I, I, I think a lot of people were a bit, you know, taken aback from these uh, last year's PowerCon exclusives because they were lesser known characters. But people were seemed overwhelmed when they saw this this you know uh, original card art of this of these concept characters that never got released. So to get figures of them, people were like, oh man. But I, I think it's good that you know that it's it's variants, but they're they're not like cheap variants, you know, um, like that that really lame version of the filmation Hordak we got when Maddie Collector was doing the line. Oh god, right? yeah. That and the spirit of Hordak. I can't believe I bought that piece of crap. You know, just just cheap variants that you know it's just sticking it to the fans and people who just want to buy it from because from a collector standpoint, you buy it and then you're pissed off because you felt like you didn't get your money's worth. That yeah. I'd be pissed off about, but uh, they, these make sense. It makes sense, and it's not flagship characters. Well, you know what's you know? funny? Is so I think to some degree, some of them they are. But here's here's why it makes it like I said in the rationale way of thinking and logically why it is better is like I said before other exclusives at other conventions when they would be you know when somebody said, "Damn it, I couldn't get that stupid San Diego Comic Con exclusive," and then they would have to pay six times the amount or something ridiculous. Again, these are exclusives that you can get. It's just like ordering through a subscription, yeah. but it's through a convention. And, and think about it. You're only bolstering the ranks of your collection by getting more characters you've always wanted. You've always wanted Montour Driel. You're getting them. You're getting some filmation characters that you've never had that version of. I mean, you never had Chopper. You never had Spike Or You're getting them. And then when they make an announcement, I'm sure at some of the San Diego Comic-Con, of what's coming in the next ways of Club, Grayskull, and Collector's Choice – Boom, it's more. It's like, in a way, I kind of prefer those over just a damn repaint of somebody or a different color. Like, oh, here's him with his colors from this comic or yeah. this. Where it's Something I think fans have every right to be pissed off about because you really, I mean, let's face it, that, that is about as cheap as it gets because companies do that with collectors all the time with Star Wars and Transformers and wrestling and superheroes of, from DC and Marvel. Repaints, 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 the same sculpt, yeah. repaints, repaints, enough. Mm -hmm. Getting new head sculpts. The, the color scheme and everything. I mean, I, I, I think it's brilliant. You know, I mean, I mean, what would you people prefer? You know, but then again, too, I didn't read a lot of the remarks. Either. I just looked at it. Like, I got to have it and moved on. <laughs> I, I didn't want to look to see if people were pissing all over. I don't want Chopper. You know, I, I want, uh, 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 you know, uh, well, hell, I'll, I'll let you know when I think of it. You know, right. just, just, being a prick, you know, because they can. And, um, 
I don't know. I just felt like, and, and look, you know, we've had Brian on here before, and we I've still seen people pretty much call him the Antichrist, you know, which seems like, come on, people, God. Well, man. I tell you what, I got to give it to anybody that has those kind of positions, like from when Scott Knight looked and now Brian Flynn. I would never want that position of being in that kind of thing to where people are just always going to rip you to pieces. I know, and you know, we, I, you know, I've knocked a lot of things that Scott has done, but I wouldn't have wanted his job because. You know, granted, he made a lot of bad decisions, in my opinion, of, of things he put in a lot, not just the mini comics, but characters and things like that. It just, you know, felt like, you know. Sure, I, which I didn't like, things you didn't like. But again, I don't think we ever said, you know, guys, you know, like, I'm not going to curse, but we never cursed him out. We just said, I don't like this figure. I don't like that bio. And we can do that, you know, but we kept it nice. But it's just when it's it taken out of the realm of just being civil, that's when it's too much. It's like, you don't need to rip these people to pieces for doing stuff. It's like, God, just, you know, calm down. Yeah, I mean, even going back to that, that ridiculously bad Thunder Cayman crossover, it was an abomination. It should never oh, have was. been done. However, you know, I was critical, very critical of, of the writers on that and saying they had no business writing it. I did not attack them personally. And I would not have gone into a cussing fit about them directly, but they just, I felt they were not the bright people to be writing it. That and was I, a bad crossover. Very bad crossover. And, you know, yes, we've, I, I, you know, I was very unhappy with a lot of things that Scott did, but he's also responsible for making sure that we got, you know, once, once he's okay, look, we, we, they did fix it and stopped giving us, you know, cause the, the sales were declining each year. Cause you know, casual fans didn't want to buy, you know, flip shot and, and Rio blast, you know, like, oh, I got my Ray man, I'm done. You know, it was like, all right, you get out of here. Never you know, dig but, a damn meteor, though. Now one damn meteor. If anybody should be man, it should be me. I should be losing well, yeah, my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me, let's just stop for a second. There's so realize you people who are complaining that you haven't gotten your obscure, uh, filmation, she villain or your obscure, uh, filmation season two, uh, variation of, of Tila Nah. Or, or whatever the case may be, Joe has not gotten a single meteor, and that's a faction that has not been acknowledged yet, all because there's still, everyone's still under the impression that people were not going to buy a meteor if they were to release that, where people are like, I ain't summing up, I ain't buying no damn meteor, that ain't even a real He-Man toy. But you guys are hung up on, I, I, I gotta have, you know, oh, oh my God, you know, th th this... The sorceress posed like this. I have to have it. Like, you can be right. meteors. Get the hell out of here. You know, I am so Brian Flynn's the Antichrist. You didn't give him my squatting sorceress. You know, just, you know, it's just nonsense. You people stop and realize that is the one faction, other than the live action movie, but we did get, you know, all three of them, that has not been represented. So take a step back here. I know we all had an not saying that you do not have that right, because God knows I want my Azrog and Spider at some point. May never get them. I have no idea. But the meteors have got to be represented. And I know there's been a constant fight that the, the powers that be are always afraid to pull the trigger, because if they announce they're going to do one, people are going to be flipping over tables and setting things on fire. And, and I wish, you know, like I said before, I wish they wouldn't do that because first, a couple things. I mean, the meteors were represented not only, obviously, in figure form. So we had figures of them back then. We had an origin story. We had them in the Star Marvel issue two comic. We had them in Saul and the Hive on she -Ra. Earl Norm did an amazing poster of them. They had a lot more representation for some, you know, compared to some of the other obscure characters that appeared in figure form. But 
I keep saying, I had that, that one petition I did. I had over 1,500 people that signed that wanted it. There was people in tons of groups that said they wanted it. There are fans that want it. But like you said, sometimes the negative voices outweigh the positive. So if a lot of people really hate them and keep speaking up saying, I hate them, hate them, hate them, some people might think they do. But you'll see if you look around, there's tons of people that want them. Just give it a shot. And I'm sure that, yes, I've always said, I'm not expecting, oh, give me a round little you know, egg that's smooth. You know, if the horsemen do it, they're going to add some extra oomph into it and give them a little more wickedness. A picture Astro Lion with more of a mane and having this ferocious looking face and, you know, like just doing details into everything. Yes, I'm sure they could do it. Crocobite, dinosaur, they could all look wicked. Just give it a chance. But like I said, if anybody would, should be losing their mind, it would be me. But you know what? I lost that years ago when I did this because I've been doing it for like eight years talking about them. So I figured, you know what? I'll just be calm. If it happens, it happens. If not, yeah, what the heck? Yeah, so just realize people, you oh, know. That- oh, I'm sorry, one more thing from Grimbot. Now, see, Grimbot, he brought up, some, or brought up something in the chat. Where he said, yeah, but Meteor Molds were licensed from Takara, so slim chance of seeing them ever again. Well, that's the thing. This is why I always tell everybody I don't agree with that because, okay, I know that they used the Tamagora molds from, you know, back then from Band or Bandai or whoever, whatever, when they were doing that back then, they borrowed the molds from the Tamagoras to make the meteors. Okay, but when the meteors were brought here, they were now given names and an origin. Now, here's the thing. If they're to make them now, they're not going to be using the Tamagora, Bandai, Takara, whatever figure molds. It would be a new thing. Mattel has the rights for every name they used. So it's not like Takara or Bandai or anybody owns an egg shape. That uh, Nobody has the license on a shape of an egg. So like I said, if they do it for classics, I'm sure it won't be just that. It would be beefed up, almost like Rock Lords or something. It would give a little more extra bam into it. So believe me, they can be done. They have the names. We don't need those molds no more from Takara. They're not going to use those no more. It would be something new, which means they are allowed to do it. They're not calling them Tamagoras. They're Meteorps, and they have the right to the Meteorps and all the names. Do it and make them a little beefier. And I think it would look cool as hell. I really, I know they would. It would, but, and it's just unfortunate that because of this current living conditions that we all live in, that the one person bitching gets acknowledged and the the other 99 people that are like, sure, I'll, I'll do it. I'll sign up. Sorry, people. There's just not enough demand there. This guy's over here shitting his pants. Threatening to continue to do so if we make a meteor and he's not going to sub up, you know. Not making fun of Super Seven. I'm just making fun of that mentality that we live in. That, and that's what it always feels like. Is it really as hostile as it sounds? But they're the only ones getting acknowledged. Is the people doing the complaining, and that comes off as that's why anytime Joe tells me we got to complain, like how many people was it, Joe? Well, one. I'm not acknowledging that, you know. <laughs> Joe likes to play. God, I've been getting a lot of angry messages that you're just too angry on the show. How many, Joe? One. You know, or something like that. Like, come on. I, I, I'm making a stand against the whole squeaky wheel concept. You know, it's just... I just... um, You know... Well, I still I always try to keep... It, like, when, when do fans get used to this? Where it's like, every year we get releases... And every year, people are like, I'm never doing this again. I'm never set up. They will never get my money. Every year. It happens every, every year. year. And every reveal. 
every reveal there has never been one time they've revealed figures and children that everybody said damn it i love all that let's get on it and everybody's saying it nope that's just bam you hear the negative more than anything but they sure sell them but no it's you like i said you just can't please everybody it just that's how it is unfortunately i know but, but it's like you if you're not pleased but at least think within rational terms i mean look look am i asking people on social media to use rack be rational you know everybody's going to talk tough and, and make their big threats and their lame ass jokes on social media thinking that you know i can say whatever i want i've got the power oh look check out my my he-man meme i've got the power with uh my he-man by a computer aren't i you know, quirky and clever and witty no you're not jerk off there you go and yes chris simpson i did get your angry email there's overabundance of people using these memes and these really bad captions of 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 he-man with the tv's turn on i have the power oh i've done it again you know? Yeah, I, I, my, my power went off. Now it turned on. I have the power, people. Wink, wink. <laughs> hey, you real know? quick. I was going to say Grimbot. Stop it. Stop making He-Man a joke. You're not funny. You're not original. Grimbot in the chat room, he, he's poking the bear. He's having a little fun. He said, people get negative even when Super 7 does something good, like correcting colors. <clears throat> and so I get I get what you're doing there, Grimbot. I know what you're doing. We're going we're gonna to hold off on that. He's poking the bear. He's trying to get get some rice but uh You're all right right because I, I don't i don't take any uh is he poking me or you with that one? no he's i think he's poking fans in general that might be talking about certain colors of things pertaining to triclops maybe maybe man-at-arms i he get you i thought that was ridiculous i mean if if you if, if the style guide had not looked like that then maybe i give people credit for complaining about that but it looked like the style guide i'm sorry if the masses are not familiar with the style guide looks, you know, the internet has got all kinds of information and we're still producing information on the internet of facts and unknown ideas and thoughts of He-Man all the time. But yeah, people- and which another thing I mentioned, which also he said before, and depends on the, the where you watched it, you know, what country you watched it, the quality of the tapes, all the characters in a lot of episodes always had different color tones. Sometimes they did, even from Tila. I mean, there's just different ways they appeared. But, but like I said, that would be a whole nother rant. So, um, all right. Well, now that we finished that up, since we we're talking about some of these exclusive figures, you had a good idea for an episode that we can do commentary for to discuss because of that. So, why don't you tell everybody what? episode how to do it and go ahead tyler yes since we were given the 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 good fortune the great fortune uh, of getting chopper in uh in a classic form i thought it'd be uh, a proper time to commemorate his release with the commentary for the dragon invasion his only appearance in the he-man uh in the master of the universe filmation series which was unfortunate but uh still we did get him whereas some characters never never made it at all so i can't it's disheartening, but also like you know what? At least he did make the ranks. He did make the cut. Um, yes. But um, but we are here to do a commentary for the dragon invasion, people. So um, uh, I believe Nathan has placed a link in the chat if you want a, a direct link to that. Um, the episode is available on um, James Z Talks of He Man official YouTube channel. It should not be hard to find. Just type in He Man Dragon Invasion. I'm sure. I think other people have got it posted as well. So yes, yes. If you want to pause us to get it loaded up and come back. And, and then you can do the side by side. You can split screen it so you can hear us, listen to, watch us, and do both if you want. That's what I do. I always have to split us apart on the computer. 
All right, then. Well, Joe, are you set? I'm all set. So you can tell everybody how you do the three, two, one countdown. And All right. I will count down from three. When I say play, hit play at the same time when the filmation logo be go. There may be a slight delay because there always is based on what Joe watches and what how I watch it. So we'll, we'll right. try to be as think as we can here. So three, two, one, play. Bing. All right, there we go. Okay. Oh, I missed this being on TV. Oh, oh, I, I, but I didn't get to see it as much on TV. I saw it more on VHS, of course. <laughs> of course, like I said, Tyler it, is. It, it, fun fact for this, too, that this the VHS release, I'm sure some people do know. I'm pretty sure Grimbot probably knows, especially with who he's friends with, too. I'm sure he does know. But the VHS release of this episode in the U.S. had the alternate opening sequence. Oh, it, it did? Only, yeah, it was only available on that VHS. That's the only time I ever saw it. I've heard others acknowledge it was only available on that VHS. was just for the Dragon Invasion and Curse of the Spellstone VHS tape, which is easy to find on on, uh, on eBay. And that, that footage is on uh, YouTube as well, that alternate opening. Uh, James C. Talks even uploaded it, too. So it's, it's a cool... Yeah, I was going to say that would explain why I never seen it because again, remember I didn't rent these tapes. I just watched them on TV all the time, so I missed out on a lot of goodies by not renting. But who would know? When you're a kid, you don't know. You don't have the internet to search and find out. How would I know? But you find but out was, years later. And you're like, what? What? Wait, this that's different, you know. And then you just kind of go on about the episode here. But uh, and see Michael Reeves who wrote this, who did uh, quite a few good episodes, like She Demon of Phantos, to name one. He also worked on uh, New Adventures in NYP. I always like seeing new locations like this. Anytime there's something that looked different to me, because I don't know how many times that scene has been shown, but anytime they were still... Carrying dragons, this this whole setup. So it got used again, but this is a very prominent use for it. Yes, it's it's always detailed. And then I I always like the the perfect setting of all these eggs, how they went... Because you wondered, what is going on? What does Skeletor have? Anytime there's something new just going on, you just got intrigued. Well, I think that is an intriguing thing about artifacts and things. Just find out what is going on. And uh, it's this this whole thing with the Dragon Pearl. So I like the idea of setting up that Merman found it and all he gave him was some attorney and silver for it. It just it's mm-hmm. a little position that kind of shows you just like we don't have time to share how he got it, but that's how he got it. I like that. And and, th- and we've discussed it before, but right here. Beastman commanding the Mother Dragon, you know, it, later on in the episode, Beastman's controlling one of the dragons, and there's not hasn't been a spell put on the dragon's brains. It's been growth serum that makes them grow immediately. So I'm sorry, but the theory that Beastman can't control dragons is contradicted in the same episode that people say. Exactly, because he can't with her, and then you might want to think, is it because of the rage of the mother wanting to protect her babies, and that's why nothing can control her? Because, you know, hell, somebody's trying to get your family. You're going to lose your shit. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. But you're right. Same thing later on in the episode. He's controlling the baby dragons. Maybe it's because they have little baby minds still, even though the growth serum just turns them gigantic later. But yeah, you're right. It's it's always, oh, he can't, but he can't. What's going on? And that what we just saw there, Beastman challenging Skeletor. We don't get to see that too much more after season one. And it was always fun to see it. That, that, yes. that like, very, like, just kind of, like, I'm going to kill you some. I miss it. And it, I miss that stuff. Honestly, Great. Oh, just I like that shot of Skeletor looking up in the air. That was really badass. No, but you're right. I like that stuff because 
that's when you get to see Beastman not being scared or being the fool how he was treated later on in season two of the rest of them. And here, you're right. He's like, some, like, you know, like later on, I think he even does it again. He'll challenge him again. He's speaking right up. And he's, you know, so I like that. And this, with Oracle pulling out the food, I sometimes as a kid thought it looked sick how he's pulling just a whole bunch oh, of food. Like I, I can sympathize with him as a kid. Like, oh, God, man, I felt the way he looked sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, his stomach's on full, and now he's making a whole bunch of Orcos, and it's like, oh, boy. So, th- so this is the times you can see. He can do whatever he wants when he wants when they're not wanting to make it look like he can't do his magic at all. Of course, they're munching through their cloth in the face, but I'm not going to do that nitpick. And I never do that on these commentaries. You'll never hear Joe do a little nitpick part. Well, never again, happens. Possibly. Orca can do it. Why the hell can't Joe do it? <laughs> right. So there you go. You got four of these Orcos, which, and it, of course, always leads to the morals. You know, it's always the foreshadowing that, you know, when Adam has to say, you know, teamwork's the answer, you know, it's like, you always know something's coming. I didn't know if you caught on. Even as a kid, I did. When there was those kind of things that happened, you knew it was foreshadowing. Like, okay, something's going to happen later to where this is going to come up. Yes, I- I'm sure that Joe, at his uh, age, was thinking the exact same way when Joe was five years old watching these episodes. Sure, I, I was good. Well, I wasn't that young. But, no, I knew about the foreshadowing. I knew when they would purposely say something. It's almost like in cartoons when they would show a piece of, uh, oh, wait, there you go. So you see Orko did something good, but now you wonder what is going on. He's like, that ain't part of it. And there's one of the eggs. He almost kind of growth serum, like, protected the eggs from, from breaking, like, shattering before the, the baby dragon could be hatched. Why it <laughs> smashed the ground like that, as if, like, it had been coated with some sort of, like, concrete residue like slam anything to protect protect you from i actually i agree i agreed i thought the same thing i was like it didn't crack but maybe we've seen it just upon impact that it started to the ground i mean that that that's a pretty heavy ass dragon egg look like a meteor landed see they can work (laughs) they're there they're there i love this sequence coming up here with yeah i love this part i love this was one of my favorites i love anytime a boom that different way of trans, you know, the transformation. The transformation doesn't get a whole lot of like unique moments, but this is one this, of them. Yeah, look yeah. at that. And the power of grace go boom, blows it away. I like that. I always love seeing when they did something different with the transformation. Whether, like you said, whether even getting cringer at a different time, going around a corner with a ricochet of the power sword. You know, I did. I always got into that. <laughs> oh, and, uh, like this was an epic moment in House Shakoti Part 2. That's an epic moment. Dragon's Gift. Tweet, changing it up a bit and, and intensifying the, the, the reasoning behind the transformation or just changing the transformation like this one or like an Island of Fear when he's drowning. And, oh, no, way he doesn't tran- trans- transform in that one. He's trying to. Never mind. Sorry. But it's memorable. Like you said, when you see it, it's definitely memorable. And shortly here's when Man of shows up. Oh, how convenient. I was looking for something to trust my new stasis. Or, oh, God. I, I was because first you've seen Tila yeah. using something. <laughs> Yeah, I always say, Craig, because first Tila's using something to try to, well, there you go. Here's Tila doing her thing, and it didn't work. But you're right, when Man at Arms shows up with it, you know, it's convenient, a perfect time to try it out. It's like, of course. And and it's not his fault, but that's just how they always wrote him. It's like, he, oh, I conveniently did this. Oh, I conveniently did that. You just, you just want (laughs) to shut up, old man. Poor guy, it's like, that's the only way to get him involved. Like, okay, how can we get this new invention in here? And I just had man, I'll just walk right in there randomly and say, hey, perfect timing. He's always there just when it needs to be. Oh, Christopher Dahlberg, thank you for joining us in the chat room. Just seeing you pop up. 
And Grimbot said, yeah, because Filmation was lazy when, okay. But, uh, no, so this is, yeah, one of, there we go. Bam. So now you see that's a way of taking care of one of them with this convenient stasis ray, which also, it's convenient that he makes a bunch of them later, right? Isn't it? Because there's more than one of them? Uh, yes. Yeah. Taylor says, it's a good thing my father made more than one stasis ray. That's even, that's double convenience. Look how, how many of these things maybe were made. Oh, and that, that, that was a nice, you know, and Skeletor controls Beastman. He, man. I just like mm -hmm. that, by the way, there. It was cool. And this shot, I always love these shots. He looked you know, evil there. Really the, evil. What the villains should be doing, observing and monitoring their handiwork. And here he is. There's Beastman again, plotting against Skeletor already, again. Yeah, that quickly. And then, you know, he's like, you say something. like, no, but I liked it. It's, and it wasn't quiet, quiet. He was loud enough to say it, but then he kind of said, yeah. It's just, God, I love moments like that. And I always like anytime Skeletor looked different, like, you know, when he was looking, you know, over, you know, his his view, his little table thing there, which I know probably has a proper name. Sorry about that, Grimbot. But uh, when he's looking, it's a different way where sometimes he looks even more evil than this, the regular look that we usually get of him. You yeah, know, they, they, they draw the skull sometimes, like his, his, his eye, the, the bone brows i guess you want to call it that sometimes they're drawn at an angle that really intensifies the anger in yeah that's what i mean it looks meaner uh, does oracle have a seat belt because i always thought oracle since he floats should have floated right the hell out of the wind raider i always say that in every episode it's like he floats Probably, he's not you know this this this, this show does emphasize safety <laughs> yeah there's a seat belt that you don't see just remember that everybody there might be a seat belt for orco because otherwise he shouldn't be holding his hat he should be holding on the wind raider but of course he loses his hat his hat because his seat seat belt's on but if he doesn't hold on to his hat he's gonna lose his hat and then we'll see that godforsaken blue-faced orco that's not real uh fan friendly or accepted by many people when james e. revealed that so that was a doozy and there goes he man he's he at least uh traps the one dragon probably broke his back there but episode takes place at night too a lot of the episodes that have a lot of night scenes i i always really like because it looks really good you know atmospheric and, you know, what's weird, though, it's still colorful. That's what I've said about a lot of shows, that, you know, when they try to do things to where they make it dark and also at night, but it looks dreary and it looks desolate. But that's the thing I always love about the cartoon. It's still, even with dark, is colorful and it seems inviting. Even the darkness. The darkness is inviting, if that sounds crazy at all. But, yeah. I, I, I And I wish we'd see more of these, but I love shots of the Eve Awards at the council table, just showing them. You know, a little bit behind the scenes of like seeing how these plans and plots are coming together. And as we've seen, who did we finally get? We got Chopper, and he's using the what's he called that the space portal or what was yeah, it? The space transport us there. Yeah, and getting yeah. to see Panther here along with Jitsu and Evelyn Trapjaw. It's oh, look at Jitsu. It looks such a badass man. And exactly. Like, one line in the episode gets a look of of uh, of, uh, of uh, approve slightly. From, and, you know, I just, it just shows you that they're not portraying him as, you know, just some random throw-in. Like, he seems like he's a legitimate part of the group, even though... He is. He unfortunately got the, what do you want to call the Captain Obvious he, line. He's got, well, he's got credentials. But, yeah, he, he just says it. But it's it's almost like, you know, Evelyn, like, enjoys that. Like, yes, we did. We got her, you know. Yeah, we trapped the sorceress in the Dragon Pearl. I was waiting for Skeletor. Hit him in the back of the head. You're like, yes, we know it, Captain Obvious. But sorceress, that doesn't... Skeletor here coming up, right here. This that right there. That, that looks freaky. That, yeah, like the face. It just the moments like that. Like that works. You can make the skull move. For moments like that, and 
this this is a great episode too to showcase evil being triumphant for a while you know it yeah. and scary because like i said you know sorceress you figure she's in gray school she should be more powerful than anybody but when this is being magnet magnified by a hundred times or something through that dragon pearl and when what happens to her does happen anytime something happened to the sorceress in the cartoon it seemed like it freaked me out more than anything, whether it was her being turned into like, you know, a, like a harpy flying in the air and looking demonic. Anytime something happened to her, I was like, my God, no, she's the one that's supposed to be the most powerful in Castle Grayskull. And somebody did something to her, like what we're going to see right here. This part just like, creeped me out as a kid. Like, seeing her. But it just shows you how, how, oh, here we go with Chopper's one line. He's so cool. Evelyn's like, she 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 thinks she's probably pretty hot. That's probably what she's thinking right there. <laughs> she probably just gave him a little pinch. She's saying, but yeah. See the this the shot of uh, and I always like these shots, but I just it bothered me as a kid. Why is Jitsu lingering so far behind? You know, I hated yeah. that. It made me feel like no, this is Jitsu, Master Martial Arts. He would be moving just as fast as everybody. They did it with Lizard Man too, and She Demon of Fando. It pissed me off. Yeah, maybe it's, yeah, because you'd figure if you, you know, wanted to try to have them all in there real quick, but you think it's like dramatic, but it's not really dramatic. It's just like, yeah, he's really lingering behind. I'm sure at that point, Jitsu was in development. He's an upcoming character. Show him prominently, but it just, it just bothered me. But he never came back, damn it. That's what sucked. I was like, well, we never got him again. Yeah. Only here. Yep, and there you go, because he made sure that using the power, you know, the Dragon Pearl, that He-Man would never come in there again. I like that was like this because it, of course, reminded me. I was like, hey, there's the intro. <laughs> when yeah. You see Skeletor's skull there and doing the laugh. And it so just shows just how the, the level of danger that all this is with the sources being taken. Skeletor's got Gray Skull. His warriors are in there with him right now. And just trying to figure out how the hell are we. I like this, the music playing, just kind of building up that, like, what do we do, man? How are we going to get in here? And <laughs> Right. And yeah, yeah, Grimbot, maybe Jitsu does have back problems, and that's why he's having trouble getting around. Might have been a bad, uh, bad fight against Jitsu has back problems. Some douchebag's going to come along and make some goofy ass meme or some like cute Photoshop picture, you know, of Jitsu sitting at a chiropractor. There you go. Like oh, that. and what I also like to say is you've seen, you know, uh, Man at Arms using the battle ram to shoot like energy out of it instead of just like the regular toys battle thing. But this is where this is where I got lost, and I was wondering if maybe there was something that if there was a cutscene if James Etock knew. But right there, Orko said, "That's it. I remember what Prince Adam said. Teamwork's the answer." Now that's all Orko said, and then He-Man said, "That's right. We got to get all the dragons together for teamwork." And I was like. But that's not what Oracle said. Was there like a missing line, something that maybe they meant to say? It yeah, just seemed. I, I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, it definitely sounds like that. There could have been something missing there to, like, okay, well, we're all here together. We're a team, but what are we missing? You know, we need extra firepower. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. I always felt like there was something missing in that line, but we still we get the gist of it. And and it's uh, yeah. Now he man. Uh, and Tila, were they going to get the mother dragon? Where were they going at this point? Uh, they're, well, they're see, they're all under the impression that Beast Man is controlling the dragons, which is why they're acting the way they are. So they're going to get Beast Man to make them get out of their mind trance, so they can get all the dragons to come to Castle yeah. Grayskull to try to. Even the heroes believe that he's controlling the dragon. So th that's what I'm saying. Where did this legend of Beast Man not con can't control dragons? Because I, I bought into it like everybody did years and years ago, but then I was rewatching this episode. Yeah, so it's right there, yeah. 
Like, what the hell are you people talking about? Exactly. He's controlling all the baby dragons. And it isn't until, you know, he gets the, you know, He-Man gets Beast-Man and takes the control over the dragons to where, you know, Beast-Man doesn't have control over them no more. That, yeah, then the that power is gone once it happens, once He-Man takes care of Beast-Man. Yeah. So I think, yeah, this is where I think he's going to trap him. I think he grabs a rock and then shoves it. <laughs> I like this. That shows, bam, look how hard Beast-Man threw that rock. Yeah, which we don't get to see a lot of moments of, of feats of strength for Beast-Man, but that was one of them. Exactly. And then now that he stopped him, and see, there, that's the moment. Now that he's under the stasis, bam, he no longer has mind control over the dragons, which now you see they're actually quite friendly. Because they are babies in reality. All is that that dragon just witnessed He-Man save him. You know, like when the um, avoided the, the rock, the the massive rock coming down the dragon, He-Man jumps on the dragon to save it, and the dragon turns. It did. Yes, so, you're right. And he did that. And I also thought, obviously, too, because they still probably have the minds of a baby. Like, look at all of them right here with Man-at-Arms, Stratos, Rayman, all of them. Now you see they all have turned gentle because that mind control is done. Beastman does not And that shows the power of Beastman. Think about that. He was able to keep mind control out of all of them in all these different locations. How many? We don't know how many dragons. At least there's four dragons here. We don't know how many. I mean, there was a lot of dragon eggs. Yeah, and he was didn't go all over eternity to get all the dragons, but they've got four here. You know, so that's four dragons that Beastman has been in control of. That's pretty impressive, you know. Yeah, with me. not even being by him. I mean, he's not even by them, and he's holding yeah, he's that power. Controlling them mentally, because as we've seen before, he can control animals from great distances. And I like this this shot of with the evil warriors, and then you got the heroic warriors staring him down here, right there, and here. That's a cool mm -hmm. shot. Yep. Every action, Jitsu Choppers do get it out of the ring. His only moment in the cartoon to do anything was to chop and then get banged. And on my excessive rentals of this VHS, I can't wait to see Jitsu go into action, man. Oh, it's over. I know. It's it's like they, it, it's terrible, but he does the stereotype of like, you know, when you're doing it martial arts and chopping through the boards, he chops through a table, then he gets hit, and then it's over. It's like, oh. Yeah, figure was going to do. So what, if he's going to be depicted, depict him as to what kids were expected to do with him. Yeah, they should have had him at least try to chop to hit Ram Man or something. They actually hit Ram Man, that Ram Man hits him back. But hey, he got to do something. He had a little time to shine. And it's like this. And we don't get to see a whole He-Man Skeletor duking it out at Snake Mountain. I mean, this this is it's it's heading out to the Blood Falls. This is one of the most epic shots of the entire series. Yeah. The, this panning shot here, I used this with one of my axle drawings. Was this shot right here? God, this is so cool to have but a all, right here at the Blood Falls. That would yeah. be so cool to see. And anytime you see when Skeletor is getting more power because he's using all the uh, power of the sources within the Dragon Pearl, and then he gets this big. It's like, look how big it is. Even though the hand looked like it was animated backwards. I know. I wonder about that, too. It's like, something doesn't look right there. Yeah, but it was always cool. It's like, damn, look how big Skeletor is. But, of course, it don't matter. It's still ain't nothing for E-Man. E-Man takes care of him like nothing. But yeah. he, he'll he save me. You know, E-Man is. He's still going to save no matter what. Caught it's that big... All this, this whole sequence, I mean... It's unfortunate these episodes are only but so long because there's so many great moments and sequences that you wish you could have seen a hell of a lot more. Like, that could have been a long fight between the two of them at the Blood Falls. Yes, it could have been. But, hey, I guess there's only so much, like you said, they can get in while showing everything else going on. And, oh, there you go. Killed the sorceress. She's dead now. Skeletor's turned back normal and no more sorceress. That's what happened right there. It's over. 
I like this device on his on his power harness there. You know, it was always cool when they did that, you know, when they tried to, you know, incorporate whether they hit something on their wrist or they touch something on their armor. It's like, hey, it's a button. It's like, well, I want to the- to go because he just left Snake Mountain. Does he have another hideaway or does he go to pick up the rest of the evil? Well, no, the evil warriors leave through a portal that evil ink creates. So. Kind of makes you wonder, like, where the hell does Skeletor go? He left his own home, like his own sanctuary. <laughs> that, that is. That's a special sanctuary to get away, away from everybody when he doesn't want to be bothered. He hits the button. It probably takes him to, like, his version of maybe the man cave or something, where he has things he likes to do when nobody else is around. Or he, like, goes to fish or something like that. He's like, I'm going to picture I'm, that. He's in his little fishing retreat, drinking back a couple beers that just keep coming right out of his mouth and dripping down his outfit. Just falling asleep while he's, you know, not catching anything except bones. Like the fish, bones of fish or something like that. There you go, but there you go. So, well, they saved the day, got the sorcerer saved, and, you know, he thought, there you go, Norco's Chumbug. It'd be cool to see a baby. See, there's one of the baby dragons. And it looked like that as a pet. Yeah. So the mother still does have some little babies that she could take care of and have them actually going through the little baby stage all the way to adult stage. The other ones might look like adults, but I'm sure she could still train them. And that was always a good panning shot away from Castle Grayskull. I always liked any different view of Grayskull. I mean, yeah, and that's one of the great things about this show. That I mean, panning shots were done in so much. They are done in a lot of cartoons. But they were because of the beautiful backgrounds that this show was given, it just makes them look so much more epic in scale. And, and that there's such a vast world of deep mythology just on, on the painting shots alone. You know, there's so much detail put in the show that people just don't really seem to stop and take notice or they're oblivious to it or yep. they're unaware. And the, moral, and the moral of this story wasn't about teamwork. It was about treating animals kind and respect. So that was the moral of that episode. So it wasn't probably what a lot of people thought. Animals too. So I, I, I appreciate that. There you go. So, no, so that was a good one. I'm glad you suggested that because, like you said, it tied right into the exclusive figures that were shown in Chopper. So you got to see everybody that's listening and watching. That's the only time you've ever seen Chopper in there, who was never even name-dropped as Chopper or Jitsu, but as from I, I like giving James so much credit because, uh, for fun fact, for people who have not visited his channel, that was originally supposed to be Strong Arm in, yeah. in Chopper's place, and Chopper was also called I mean, Strong Arm was called Chopper in the um, in the storyboards. And if you haven't seen it, there are storyboards with Strong Arm in Jitsu's place being called Chopper. So Strong Arm was originally supposed to be in the Dragon Invasion as the fourth member of, of the Evil Warriors. So it would have been interesting to see Strong Arm in this episode to give see him in two appearances, but we wouldn't have gotten Jitsu slash Chopper. So yes. And like I said, we would... Well, you do. You have to thank James for all that because nobody would have known that his name was going to be Chopper. That would have never been known. It's it's just, you know, it's great that James in the series Bible named Chopper, but it's not given a description of what the guy looks like. Exactly. That's what I mean. So it's just it's so great that he was able to acquire and preserve and have all the you know this history for the filmation stuff to share and show with everybody. So. You definitely always have to thank him for that. So that's that's amazing what he shows. And, of course, we'll eventually have the return of Faker with him. Yes. And, and a certain mystery guest that's working on that, that's making that return of Faker look amazing. So we're all waiting, you know, anticipating. We're pins and needles here waiting for that cartoon. So And hopefully we... and we'll make some sort of miraculous cameo. I don't care if he's just walking by carrying a cake or something like that. <laughs> you know. 
successful god i'd love to see jitsu brought back and used in a much more prominent you know role that'd be awesome to see that you know or or some characters that um i mean well i guess it would only work i mean i don't i don't know what they could do the powers that be behind that you know what obviously is this takes a long time to do so it's not like they can just keep whipping these things out right but it, it just kind of leaves you open to like what can they potentially do? Can they do one that features a more chopper? You know, can they do more strong arm? Can they do more ice or can they do more lizard man? Can they, can they do cyclone and present them in a better way? Can I still say, this is me putting it out there. I mentioned it before. And when Tyler heard it, he said the same thing, but I'm going to say it again in case, you know, James and um, any mystery guest out there that might be watching, listening, you have to draw the scenes from the House of Shikoti that was only storyboarded but never drawn and put into it, please add that detail and just make one nice, good, fluid House of Shikoti. Oh, man, I'd love to see it. Yeah, just to see it animated, even if you you know, you know don't have, like, the, you know, because Mask and Shikoti were only used in each one episode. It's not like their dialogue, you know, matches the, 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 the dialogue that was in the opening sequence, but just to see it animated the way it was supposed to be with the nomad running away and stuff and on the on the slow toe i mean god i'd love to see that i i've i I really i've watched those videos a lot because it's just fun to just imagine what that would have looked like in full color sure actors and everything i I, it's it's a it's it's a blessing we even got to see what it looked like storyboard wise with proper music and everything so Again, thank goodness he has that stuff. You know, that could have been lost throughout history and just thrown away with a lot of other stuff back in the days, and people maybe would have never seen it. So thank God he had it, preserved it, and shared a lot of stuff with us. So I guess there's anything that, you know, they're always crossing fingers for what could be in the future. So, yeah. But, um, well, before I pass it to you to do any of your final wrap-ups and shout-outs, I did want to mention next week we're going to be having Mark Taylor on. And Rebecca Taylor beyond as well. And oh man, we are going to have a blast just hitting them with so many different questions. Hope you guys are here to be live with us. And then if there's questions you have towards the end of the show, we'll shoot them right towards them while we're doing it live. But oh man, to have Mark Taylor on this show and Rebecca to pick the brains. Oh man, I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm still in shock uh, over this. And um, I mean, I, I hope I don't pull a Garth and just kind of freeze up and do, do. That won't happen. You guarantee that ain't going to happen. Just one of those things. You're like, oh my God, man, this is really happening. <laughs> so yes. Uh, yeah. We, we anticipate it. It'll, it should be a blockbuster of an episode for not just us, but for listeners and people who love hearing trivia and fun facts and behind the scenes of, you know, why the hell was Zodak never figured out to be a, whether a villain or a good guy? What, what are your thoughts when you're creating these characters and stuff like that's the kind of questions that we're going to ask, you know, from a creator standpoint that him and his wife got to work on. So we we got questions lined up already and um, try to make it as entertaining as possible for people. Definitely. Definitely. So, well, what do you got to close with any recommendations, anything else you want to give any shout outs to anybody, anything. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm plugged the hell out of these PowerCon exclusives and the PowerCon tickets. I think, I think they go on sale around the same time. So if you people are interested in going, tickets will be going on sale for that around, I think the same time as the PowerCon exclusives. I apologize for botching that information. If I did, I'm not the best spokesman. I try to, you know, be as supportive as I can. So I hope I got the information right, but forgive me if I, if I got it wrong there. Um, I always like to, uh, promote the hell out of Kevin Sharp's artwork. He's available on Facebook. Uh, Axel Jimenez, promote the hell out of his artwork. 
um, Joe Modders Customs. You know, hopefully get people asking her to do something other than something Smurf related. Come on, somebody pay this guy to do saucers, silver hawks. You know, uh, I mean, Bionic Six, anything. But hey, guys, I got another Smurf. It's Faker. I'm like, oh god, Joe, what you told me you were going to do a werewolf He-Man figure. I can't think of the last time I showed a Smurf one. But uh, I do have a Silverhawks coming up, and I have more horror ones coming up. And uh, I have a lot of different things for people that they have asked me to make. Some things I never would imagine doing. So, oh, a- I just, like I said, there's so many times, like, Joe's releasing another damn Smurf. I'm like, Joe, man, of all the things I've ran by you, and Joe's like, yeah, sure, tell her that would uh, that'd be fun. I'm going to do that sometime. And nothing, nothing I've ever suggested has ever come to fruition. Even when I say, Joe, I will pay you if you will give me my version of Hero. Sorry, Tyler, I've, I've got, I've got Smurfette. I've got to make a cheap Chakoti, a Tila, a Sorceress, you know. Uh, and I, I've, I've got to come up with some other excuse to get out of making this figure for it that I came to you first and said, Tyler, I'll be more than happy to sculpt your Hero figure. I'll charge you 300 bucks. You know? I'll get, I'll get some of these, I promise. But, um... I just, but as for recommend, I, I mean, we'll we'll do essentials again, some other, you know, in the ne- in the coming weeks. But uh, but I want everyone to have a, a, a safe holiday, you know, over the weekend. If you have time with family, have a blast. If not, you're enjoying time to yourself with your uh, significant other or time down to yourself. Enjoy the hell of it. Watch, watch some He Man. Don't do it last year where we decided to watch, you know, hunt for the quest for He Man with Plundor, and it turned out to be a bomb of an episode. <laughs> there you go, Paul. Well, let me first like that episode. Like nobody watched it. Nobody watched our commentary, and nobody listened to our comment or the discussion on the media. It's like we completely flopped at Easter. Our egg was a a bad egg. Bad egg. There you go. Well, let me say out there first. I want to say wish a big happy birthday to two people, and that's Colin Culp and John Ideas. I hope I said Ideas. Ideas. You know what's weird? I don't know if I've ever heard his last name pronounced. But man, I hope I said your last name right. So big happy birthdays to both of you guys. And no, as for Easter tomorrow now, you guys remember, it's Easter and it's April Fool's. This hasn't happened since the 1800s. So in our lifetime, we have never experienced an Easter on April uh, for April Fool's Day. So for your kids, and if you got nieces and nephews and you normally do an Easter egg hunt, this is what I suggest you doing. You hide your eggs like normal. And then tell not- them. Yeah, because there'll you know, some. Some have real eggs, you eat. some do the plastic eggs where they put things in, but however you do your Easter egg hunt, and sometimes they mark down 20 and if you find it, you can get $20 if you find the $20 egg. You tell your kids that there's a $20 egg out there, but there's not going to be a $20 egg. You have them searching. They're out there for hours and hours and just driving them nuts, and when they finally can't do it, say, you know why you can't find it? It's because there's not one. April Fool's. This is the only time you can do it for an Easter, so get them bad. Oh, Fake no. them out. Get a plastic egg and write twenty dollars on there, and have enough twenty dollar egg out there. That's how you're fooling for April because well, you don't think there's twenty dollar bill on that egg. Well, I think it's even better to have these poor little shits. Oh, I'm sorry, poor little kids just looking and looking, and you're just looking, watching, and laughing your butts off, thinking they're never gonna find nothing. And when they finally lose hope, and maybe they even have a little tear in their eye, you tell them, "April Fools, there's no twenty dollar egg," and just watch their little hearts crack. Just like that egg. Said it, Joe. Mine, my, my way's more fun. No, mine is more tormenting. It's mine like, is that one kid is going to find. I think mine's a little more evil. I just realized that. Tell I did. Then you can go over and laugh at them. I just, I just realized. I think mine, sadistically, maybe it's my horror aspect. It's evil. 
There's and nothing the, to think about that. At, at least but on that egg, that child thinks he's going to legitimately. But it's too quick. Get. But it's too quick. That's what I mean. If they do it and they see it, there's nothing. Ah, uh, I've seen that done before plenty of times, but not many times where you can have them just looking endlessly now, to I, nothing. There's nothing original about that. There, it is. It's it's endless. It's tormenting. The poor little kids are looking and looking. They're getting exhausted, all to find nothing, just to piss those little kids off. That's, That's terrible. What, stand-up comedian or working in the film industry writing comedies or anything like that i'm doing well that's what i said mine's a little more twisted i have the little more evil side <laughs> or sadistic or evil. it is it's having but them looking endlessly of a, you would not be a one-shot exhausted yes the widgets over your maniacal yes plan jake juggalo of... you're right it is ruthless oh. ruthless joe model strikes again <laughs> i agree you're right it's 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 terrible it's terrible what i do to them because they'd be exhausted they would be angry, and that's why we're going to have it done. So you got to do that. Tell them to look for something that's would not there. So thank you, Jake. You're right. That was ruthless. I had to be a little ruthless, but hey, you got to do it sometimes just to drive the little kids crazy. They torment everybody else. You got to torment them for an hour, having them looking, and they never find nothing. Yes, you're right. Pritchard. It, what's that? I said you're quite the Bruce Pritchard, aren't you? Bruce Pritchard from wrestling. There you go. Yeah. But okay. Okay. That's not well, ultimate. Who's that? There you go. Uh, so, all right. Well, again, everybody, uh, thank you for joining us in the chat room. We hope you enjoyed this. And, of course, hope you'll be here next week. And I'll say my quick things like I always do at the end. And that's go to fansofpower.com, go to popculturenetwork.com, go to hemanworld.com. And on Facebook, go to Masters Universe He-Man Share Ultimate Fan Group. All great places, all great people. So, until next time, have a powerful day. OGW, my brother got a doctor in law there. Did you pledge? Yes. Every morning. Damn it. I don't know. Now I'm going to wait for the chat room. You guys got to get that because I don't know it. I should know that. Pledge every morning. Uh, let's see. I'm waiting to see if somebody can get this in the chat room before we go off the air. I just want to see because I have drawn a complete blank. Did you say it one more time, though? Sure. OGW. My brother got his doctor-in-law there. Did you pledge? Yes. Every morning. Why don't I know this? I don't know it. Nobody else is. Ah, damn it. Nobody's getting in the chat room. Maybe they don't either. Okay, you're going to. Uh, what is it? Tom Hanks and Big. Oh, God. That was when he was signing out, doing the forms when he was applying for the job. Yeah, they, yeah, they said, did you pledge? You go, yes. Every, yeah, every morning. pledge. <laughs> the, God. I love that. Because yeah, I also remember he was sitting there and he forgot some numbers in his social security and he just oh, rambled no. off. Damn. Okay, well, you got me. All right, well, again, thank you guys. Hope you're doing the show. See you guys next week and have a safe week.